patriotism, faith, national unity, education, fiscal responsibility, civility, the values that define America. Fascinating stories and talks from America-loving patriots dedicated to preserving freedom, opportunity, and justice. Welcome to the Friends and Fellow Citizens Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Friends and Fellow Citizens. I'm your host, Sherman Tylowski, and I welcome you to uh, the second episode of 2021, episode 21. And today we'll be discussing a little bit about inauguration. As we all know, inauguration will be taking place on the 20th of January. And at noon on that day, uh, President-elect Joe Biden will become... President Joe Biden, the 46th president of the United States. Now look, not all of us voted for Joe Biden, and not all of us voted for Donald Trump. But we have to keep in mind that the inauguration means something a lot greater than just a celebration. I think when you look at the course of history, you look at the examples of of just the grandest celebrations from ballroom dancing uh, to outdoor parties, parties in the White House, and all kinds of other traditions that allow a new president to swear in with the raising of the right hand and the left hand on the Bible. And it's really an amazing moment of a peaceful transition of power, which is what we are about in the United States. I think one, given the recent events that have occurred, I think it's appropriate to look at inaugurations in general. This year's inauguration will be very different from the normal ones. We are not going to have crowds. It won't be the same, but I hope that the spirit of the transition to power from one administration to another will be peaceful. And I hope that it shows that American democracy will withstand any challenges, even amidst a pandemic, even amidst the terrible events that happened uh, on Wednesday, uh, January 6th, when uh, rioters broke into the U.S. Capitol. And they, while they tried to pillage the Capitol, none of them, and no one in, in the history of this world will ever pillage the Republic. That is our mission as the people of the United States. I think it's a mission of certainly the government of the United States and much of this leadership really comes from the president. Now, one of the things I want to touch upon on inauguration though, is that as we look forward to a new presidency might take us a little bit further back to the previous inauguration, thinking about all the events that have occurred since January 20th, 2017, when President-elect Trump became the 45th president of the United States. This is a, a bit of a tough one, because I know that there are people out there who supported and those who oppose President Trump, or at least should say then-candidate Trump, when he was running in 2016. And I think in the course of history, though, we have to look at perhaps the presidency as a bit of a relay race, I think I get this imagery from President Obama, who said that he was essentially passing the baton to the next president. 
That was what the purpose of the transition was. That was the purpose of the inauguration. And throughout that transition, though, one, I think, has to reflect on the the good and the bad of the previous presidency, because not every president is going to go right. I mean, there's so many events that happened within the course of four years. And I, th- I think on the one hand, there is a lot to unpack. On the other hand, it's just, I, I think it's completely wrong for people to say that everything turned terribly on that day, and then now it's all going to be great um, on the the twentieth of January, and vice versa. It, it's just it's it's a terrible feeling to live. I've always said to people that that is not that. Would you want to live a life where you had a, a kind of a downtrodden feeling every time uh, there's a different occupant in sixteen hundred Pennsylvania Avenue Northwest? I'm not disregarding the fact that. The president is very influential. But what about all the people who did vote for this person, who uh, who believed in particular policies that actually did make a difference? What about those people who actually who voted for them? I think it's it should be a bipartisan uh, agreement where people are going to be winning and losing elections. I've spoken to a number of my friends who have been on the losing side of elections, and they've told me repeatedly that the event like the inauguration, the U.S. presidential inauguration, is one of the most beautiful ceremonies of all time. There's no event or series of events like the inauguration. Everyone from all across the country and perhaps the world in normal times come to D.C. to congregate and to watch as the new president delivers the inaugural address outlining his vision for what he believes as the right direction for the nation. There have been some really crazy inaugurations, ones which involve very long speeches, others that involve very short speeches, others that include lots of celebration, probably maybe a bit too much partying. It's all up to you. You decide on which president party too much. And some others then involved very, very ugly scenes. But the spirit of inauguration, again, going back to my earlier point, is about celebrating the, um, the, the, celebrating the, the transition of presidencies, but it's also about celebrating the office of the presidency. Knowing that you can have people who have different perspectives on how to run the country, with common values, of course. This is we're not talking about fringe people. We're talking about people who have who have many different interpretations of the same laws, um, but a, a strong common conviction to serve the United States. I also believe that the inauguration is a celebration of the institution uh, because it there's no there's no particular inaugural committee. That is one way or another. If you look at the composition of the inaugural committee, it's usually made up of members from uh, the House and the Senate. Uh, in particular, the uh, the Senate Rules Committee does a lot of administrative uh, procedures to facilitate uh, the inauguration, the inaugural committee, and to carry out everything from volunteer work to uh, setting up the the scaffolding for uh, the for the uh, inauguration. Uh, the, all the security that's involved. There's there's a whole process, and all of this actually takes months, if not uh, years, to imagine to think about. 
While this year is different, I don't think the spirit has changed. Even in very, very divisive times, even when we're still trying to figure out and investigate what happened just a few days ago, we are still having faith in our institution. I read an amazing piece by Jonathan Turley, who's a professor at George Washington University in D.C. He wrote a piece in The Hill saying that uh, faith, it really is at the heart of a lot of this, right? at the heart of what happened, not only what happened on that uh, tragic day just a few days ago, but it's also at the heart of what America is. It is a land of faith, a faith in oneself, a faith in others, a faith in the institutions that people have built and maintained for years and for years to come. A lot of reflection really is needed. Um, and I, I, I don't say this lightly at all. Uh, in my experience serving for, uh, for the Congress and for, uh, for others who are dedicated public service, I can tell you that there are countless people, not just, uh, not just here in DC, but across the nation who are constantly concerned about the state of our republic, the state of our democracy. And I think to some degree, that's a very healthy thing. The way to do it is through the ballot box or lobbying or calling a representative or writing a letter to a, a lawmaker or perhaps your mayor. Now, these kinds of what seem to be basic civic activities, these are actually what support the system. And I believe that the inauguration is one of those events that kind of encapsulates all that. It shows that with even with different interests and with different beliefs, people can still come together and celebrate. Now, here's another aspect of the inauguration that I'd like to share. This is my final thought today. It's the, it, it should be an opportunity for people to give the president-elect a chance, a real chance. If there is one thing that I think has that has really gone wrong throughout various inauguration ceremonies or for the past few presidencies is that people never give the winning candidate a chance, especially those who are on the losing side, especially those who in this election, for those who supported Trump, I urge, I urge them to give President-elect Joe Biden a chance. Just like when, when, President, when candidate Trump won in 2016, I gave President-elect Trump a chance. Now, whether or not people agree or disagree is, is not the point here. The point is there are people who who seriously say one thing. They say that they're for the republic or they say they're for the country, but then they do the complete opposite. And they don't even put any kind of faith towards someone whom they disagree with. And I just think that's fundamentally wrong. I think if we, or if we are going to live in a robust democracy, let's all give people opportunities because if we don't give opportunities, how can we expect others to give us opportunities? It's a, it's a two-way street. I think in any democracy between lawmakers and the people, there's a social contract. That social contract is called the constitution. It's called, it's called civility. It's called law and order. It's all these things that come together. And when we don't exercise our ability to have our voices heard peacefully, uh, we, uh, we, we cease to exist as a functioning republic. We will not let that happen. And I urge 
all Americans to come together, whatever your background is, whatever your beliefs are, give the president-elect a chance. And I don't mean just a chance just to please me or just to please anybody. I mean a genuine chance. Read more about who this person is because I guarantee you a lot of people probably didn't. Uh, read more about the policies. Stay tuned more for particular policies. Read about them. Take some time to, to take them in and digest them. If you if you like it, fine. If you don't like it, fine. Uh, fine. Do whatever it takes to show your opposition or your support for certain policies and, and have, have good reasons why. Um, I don't think we should be a country that should shy away from disagreement. Let's agree to disagree, as the saying goes. So those are my two points today. The inauguration is a celebration of the transition to presidencies, presidencies, but perhaps more so a celebration of the office of the presidency and what it stands for, the power that it has, but also the fact that it's limited power also gives the Congress, the courts, and the people their own say, their own say in how we run this country. And the second part is that the inauguration should give us an opportunity to give the president-elect a chance. If we don't give him that chance, who will? And who, who, will, be, who will be giving the president-elect a real chance to govern this country, to set the direction he wants to set? And if the people believe that it's insufficient, we will have elections. That's, that's why we have elections, to hold our leaders accountable and allow the people to make the decision on what course they want their country to be on. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope that to all those watching uh, the inauguration, have a great time. Um, I know that again, it's very, it's a very different inauguration than past inaugurations, but I personally love the ceremonies. I'm not sure what the format is going to be exactly, uh, but I just, I just love the ceremony aspect. And I hope you do too. Make sure you subscribe and share this podcast with your friends and family. It's released every Monday at 6 a.m. Eastern so that it can be available to as many people as possible. Thank you all for listening. I'll see you next time.